it just popped up because my phone is Bluetooth connected to my computer. So it said I had missed a call. Wow. Like it gets like a text notification. It gets phone notifications. So I was like, oh, I missed you a call. You got blue teeth. You should go even... see the barber surgeon about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is 1776. <laughs> Get, time to get some wooden teeth up in here. <laughs> yes, let's beat this joke into the ground until it no longer consists of life pulse. Welcome to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome to Rumham and Wild Cards. Uh, we're talking some 1776 shenanigans today on the podcast. We are talking about Season 4, Episode 11, The Gang Cracks a Liberty Bell, today on the podcast. How's it going? My name is Brayden. I'm here with Donnie in the room with me. What's up, y'all? And we got the dish of the day on the phone with us. Cornish Game Hen. And <laughs> Adam has told us that he has to quote Rand Posset. So <laughs> uh, whatever that means, he's not here today. Uh, I guess he's sitting on his pop, grandpa. Pop. I'm sitting... getting pop-pop vibes. <laughs> oh, the final solution? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This man has so many soups around him. <laughs> Make a decision. Eat the soup. Uh, we're not talking about that episode today. Today we are talking about the gang cracks of the Liberty Bell. Before we get into it, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlwaysSunnyPod. Uh, we post on there sometimes. We have a subreddit, our AlwaysSunnyPod. Feel free to post there. Maybe we'll respond to you. Been trying to be a bit more active, at least on there. And... Uh, Follow us on whatever you listen to your podcasts on by going to solo.to slash rumham. That's solo.to slash rumham. You can find all the links to listen and follow us there, as well as our uh, store merch. Um, let's get into it. The way this podcast works is we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 11, a little bit more generally in the first half. And then in the second half of the podcast, we are going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10 and uh, argue with each other, try to sway each other's opinions, uh, see what happens. We're going to blow each other's heads off here, and uh, it's going to be a good time uh, with our cursed guns. <laughs> Season 4, Episode 11, The Gang Cracks the Liberty Bell. Let's get into it. We're not going to do any shout-outs this episode. I just want to get into it. Uh, we open up 2.30 on a Thursday, but uh, this is not... Not where we uh, stay for very long, because in this episode, we're going back all the way to 1776, uh, because the guys are trying to get Paddy's recognized as a official landmark uh, by a historical society, by the local government, um, because apparently that's where uh, the Liberty Bell was cracked, at Paddy's Pub, back when it was Patrick's Pub, and um, we get this very interesting story well, the year was 1412. Oh, 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 no. Let really? Dennis, let Dennis. Let me tell the story, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. The year was 1776, and Patty's Pub, then known, of course, as Patrick's Pub, was a hotbed of revolutionary activity. Revolutionaries from all over the country had come together to gather at Patrick's Pub to speak of war and revolution. There's some witchcraft in this episode. There's, there's guns, there's pumpkins. There's uh, pelts and some uh, some good old-fashioned sunny uh, race insensitivity. So all that coming up here. Let's get into this. This episode was directed by Matt Shankman, written by Rob Glenn, uh, Charlie. David Hornsby is in on this episode. And we got Charlie, Glenn, Rob, uh, and um, Kaylin Olson 
all starring in it, and we get Cricket in this episode as well. This episode premiered November 6, 2008. Let's let's get into it. Like I said, 2.30 on a Thursday, we got the guys meeting in the office talking about how uh, all old colonial people look like women. And um, just, just based off their one comment uh, about Meryl Streep looking like George Washington or George Washington looking like Meryl Streep, I would love to see some sort of uh, movie that's like a dramedy yet uh, biographical picture about Meryl Streep as George Washington. I feel like that we would... can make all the founding fathers just women with a lot of makeup. With just so much makeup. You can't tell who's who. Yeah. Oh, that would that would be good. Uh, I, I think we would call it like found this or something like that. Or like <laughs> get, get founded and then say like summer 2023. Meryl Streep is George Washington. I don't know who Meryl Streep is. Oh, there it is. What <laughs> is, is I, was gonna, I was just going to stay <laughs> out of it and stay quiet. But I was waiting I know, for it. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> someone out there listening is like, who the fuck is Meryl Streep? Nobody so listening. I guarantee you like someone. I guarantee you someone. She's got to be one of the most popular and I might, actresses. And I was about to say, I might know who history. she is if I see her. But like again, I'm so bad with names. Pull up, pull her up. Like, pull her up. Pull up old Meryl. If I could turn this laptop around without causing a clatter. Meryl. Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L. Did you guys know that Meryl Streep led the first Continental Army against the British from 1776 to 17? That that one painting of Meryl Streep where she's on the boat with the troops and they're crossing the Delaware. Crossing the Delaware. Amazing. Amazing painting. I can't believe she did that. That's what we got out of this first scene. Um, so is this all? The, are these all the movies she's in? Yeah, she's been in so much. I haven't seen any of these. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I'm not, not exaggerating. Mamma Mia. I'm not exaggerating. I have not seen any of these so far. She was just in the new Adam McKay movie, uh, Don't seen, Look Up. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. We're we're starting off really on a on a really off note here. So uh, Mac, Charlie, and Dennis, they're looking at the photo of George Washington when they decide that they want to cut him down because he looks like a woman and. Um, until this episode, I never noticed how much of a bookend this sets up for the whole episode. Cause at the end they're beaten up for looking like they're dressing as women. And I never yes, really I love the contrast where it starts out and they're shitting on our founding fathers, excuse me, um, for looking like women. And then they turn into the exact same thing. I didn't know. I also didn't notice that until this episode. Yeah, I never, I didn't catch it until um, the the first time I rewatched it for for this purpose. Um, that it's very obvious they're making this story up because they brought their own bias of uh, colonizers and, and um, OG British people looking like uh, women. They brought that into the story because that's why they end up getting beat at the end. So you can tell they're kind of making it up, if that makes sense. Um, so they reveal. That Paddy's is a site where the Liberty Bell was cracked. Um, and, and just quick historical correction. Uh, and something I didn't even know that the original Liberty Bell um, isn't around. The The Liberty Bell that you can go see today is the second one. The first one was cracked on the test ring like, like we all know. But the second one uh, was recasted and that one also cracked. 
and it weighs over in two. 1835. Oh, they, didn't, they didn't crack it on purpose as like an honorable like thing that they accidentally cracked the first one. The first one was an accidental like. Well, I mean, I guess any crack would be an accidental crack. They did like a test and it cracked. They um that was 1751, not 1776. Yeah. So they bought it from London. Um, they they made one last one. The second one was made out of copper, tin, lead, zinc, uh, arsenic, gold, and silver. I did a little research for this episode. <laughs> this one, that's the one that cracked uh, somewhere in the 1830s. Mm. No one really knows for sure, uh, but it weighs over 2,000 pounds. So those two guys holding it at the end. We're that, fucking not. Is they're not yoked. Happening. Yeah. That's not Hold happening. On. Yeah, yeah, they're yoked. Let's, let's not say they can't hold it. They're just fucking shredded. They're just lifting, lifting two thousand pounds casually, over two thousand pounds. Um, yeah. So Patrick's Pub. What What do you guys think of of this whole setup? Because this is the first time we're not in modern day Philadelphia as the gang knows it. What do you guys? Think I didn't. Of this? I didn't think of this until we actually started recording, and it doesn't really matter. But I'm curious: is how long were they like planning to do this? This is one of the times where we don't see, like, the setup to, like, their plan, I think. Well, no, I guess in the boat episode, we kind of, it's the same situation where they buy the boat. But still, it's like, did they just randomly think of this today, and then they just were like, hey, we're going to go try and become a landmark? Or have they been, like, scheming this for a little while? Or, like, uh, did, like how long did they, like, think of this story? Or did they just, or did Dennis just be like, hey, we'll just make it up as we go in there? Like, we always can. I'd imagine there. giving the gang, it probably started as a conversation in the bar from something unrelated. Yeah, so you think it was like all within one day? Historical monument, and then they ran off. Yeah, you think it was all just like an instant? It happened today, and they were like, "Right, we're going. We're gonna go find out where." Yeah, earlier that day. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, Can we get the record on what time it was? (laughs) Um, It's kind of like a downbeat for uh, a story. It's just like we're throwing you in the middle of it, but this is like the real meat and potatoes of it. Um, yeah, because it also you can tell in like the story, it almost sounds like they're making it seem like as they're telling the story, they're arguing, like they're arguing about what was happening. So in the story, like, like D- or Dennis when he's just like, "You're a witch or you're our slave," like you have to give me a flag and a veil. Like it's almost like when they're like they're arguing in real life, saying like, "Oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you did." Oh, and that affects the story. Yeah, so that's like affecting fiction. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's 1776, bro. Why wouldn't you just, or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. uh, or when they, like, start to bicker between uh, each other as a characters. And that's one thing I noticed while I was watching this episode is the different way each character, um, I shouldn't say each character does it differently, but the the way they translate the gang into the 1776 Philadelphia setting, it, like, I will say that Mac's cutoff flowy shirt was probably one of the best parts of this episode. It's great. It's great. But so like that's like that's like Mac in colonial times, whereas like uh, a character like Cricket or Charlie is basically an entirely new person. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like that's very obviously like Mac. And then later, I I could be wrong. I think it would just might have been the boots he was wearing and the fact that I wasn't wearing glasses. But I think he's like wearing shorts when they go to see cricket too. Like he's just constantly dressed inappropriately. <laughs> revolutionary shorts. <laughs> revolutionary shirt, revolutionary shorts. It's great. <laughs> when they were fighting out in the back after D cursed the guns, she called him Charlie, not Charles. Oh, good catch. 
Good catch. Uh, yeah. That that one got me when uh, Charles strikes his little pose when Frank goes to shoot at him. Yeah. Like, he's like, stop what you're doing. Let me shoot at you. Um, but, yeah, that's my favorite part of the Frank and Charlie story is that he's basically a whole new character. He's He's this Charles the Pumpkin Thief. You know, everyone else just kind of feels like a character adjacent version of the gang we know. Um, whereas, like, this Charles person feels like an ancestor of Charlie. Like, this is what Charlie's ancestors would have been up to back in the day. And that's also why I love Cricket as an addition to this episode, because he plays this hilarious, uh, this British officer so wonderfully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where, but I also like Mac and Dennis, the way they take this Isn't episode. Is he the prince? He's, the king? He's, he's Colonel Cricket. Oh, he is just a colonel. Wasn't he's, he the king or the prince, didn't he say? Uh, or he was going to, like, become, I think. Is oh, I what think he was, he was becoming king or becoming prince Yeah, or when something. he reveals oh, all okay, that to okay. D. Okay. Which, it's weird D didn't really think of that sooner. He's a yeah. higher-up military man. Why Why should... I if, thought I always went to family, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> Maybe they don't have family. I don't know. It just, it just feels like D would have been trying to gold dig him, for lack of a better term. It feels like she would be trying to... Compared to where they were, he was clearly more wealthy and a higher stature and all that, like, from the beginning. Well, he got his head blown off. Well, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, why wouldn't she be going for that then? Why would she be yeah. spitting in his face? Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like, I was agreeing with you. Like, she should have known or she... Yeah, I don't know why she didn't know. I mean, it probably has it. something to do with her self-absorbedness and focusing on the fact that he's just ugly... And not seeing past that. I will not or, take or, David Hornsby slander. Or it ties all the way back to it being them telling the story on the spot. Where just in the moment she's like, fuck Cricket, I'm spitting in his face. And then the, oh, they and finally then, like, reveal. That yeah, she then they cricket. finally reveal that, yeah, he's going to become king or whatever. And she's yeah. like, oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Well, now I'm going to try and be with him and whatever. So, like. Maybe it was just like a storytelling thing again. But that is what she does to Cricket usually. Right. That right. is her thing. So, again, it comes back to, like, they're kind of playing these characters that just happen to be in 1776, you know? Right. So right. that's um, in historical fiction. I think what they say is, like, a costume drama is any historical thing where everybody is acting like it's not historical, but they're dressed in historical clothes. Okay. Versus, like... One where they pretend to talk funny. So kind of kind of like this this episode, but then you also get the talking funny when Mac gets his wooden teeth put in because that's what George yes. Washington did. <laughs> yes. you, you get both and sides. Dennis starts out talking funny. Well, talking normal for then, funny for now, until D makes him mad. Then he just goes, I do not give a shit, Deandra. <laughs> I do not give a shit, Deandra. Our, our brothers, they speak of revolution in our bar. <laughs> do not give a shit, I do not give a shit, Deandra. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I also just love them, you know, doing the classic Dennis and Mac flipping from British to America, British to get to America. Like, it's it's some classic sunny bits. It's I like it as much as what I was talking about earlier, the fresh take on the characters being in an old timeline. I also appreciate uh, what Dennis and Mac are doing here. I don't know, but I just, I find the D storyline frustrating out of everything though. I don't think the D storyline with cricket is um, 
my favorite at all, or like I like it at all, um, because she's trying to come off like smart, independent, like you were saying, but at the same time, it just seems like she's really dumb. Like, did she not figure that cricket was rich? I don't. You know, I, I wasn't such a huge fan of the Charlie Frank thing. I feel like they didn't get enough airtime. Uh, it was it was very limited bursts, but I think every time they were on, it, it was one of the better parts of the point. episode. Yeah, it was on point. But I guess you're I, right then. More would be better. I like how they called him Franklin. Franklin! Yeah, I like uh, the Franklin and Charles. It's so colonial of them. That's fun. I wouldn't mind having a deep dive flashback episode to hear more about Franklin and Charles' adventures. Of them Frankly, being thieves yeah. <laughs> or fur traders or pumpkin thieves or whatever. The next season, every <laughs> other episode is just the adventures of Charles and Franklin, yeah. the pumpkin thieves. Yep. And then just trying to pawn off pelts. That might be one of my favorite my episodes pelts. if they do it. It's July. <laughs> my yeah. pelts. You guys, you guys want to read some uh, old reviews of this? Because uh, there's there's nothing really. Oh, can you? Now that we, sorry, before I, I just cut you off, you but it was what we were just talking about, and I just thought of it. Now that we're like referencing the storytelling, I didn't think about this at the time. But since it was Charlie and Frank being the ones that are like trying to sell the fur, do you think it was obviously then just like D or obviously Dennis? To be like, why would they want your fur? It's July. Or do you think they yeah. just like this is really just part of them telling the story? Like you think it was one of them like oh, contradicting yeah, that makes them? Sense. Like they're telling the story, like Charlie's like, Me and Frank were selling pelts, and it's like, No, you weren't. It, it was, was July. July. Yeah, like why would they want that? The guy had pumpkins, clearly it's summer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That made me think of the fall. the episode where in the they're in the closet talking about moving to Arizona and open up like a fur shop or whatever. <laughs> like it's very very different but like similar vibes. Tur- it is a turquoise shop. Was it a tur- turquoise shop in Arizona or something? Turquoise was the plane, I think. I was like, isn't turquoise mm. a color? But anyways, uh <laughs> it was like I don't know, fur. Like a, a like a not fur. Maybe it was like a chaps, like a I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. Regardless, the chaps. Similar vibes. There's a lot of setups <laughs> happening in this in this. But you were saying like like max sleevelessness. They're really setting up that kind of trope, <clears throat> a lot of stuff. But um, I was reading some some responses to this one AV Club review that um, the the reviews themselves are whatever. But listen to this. So uh, this sincere sensei is the name of this person saying historical inaccuracy. I think they were nearly a hundred years off with the witch panic, but other than that, everything seemed highly likely, highly likely. <laughs> the it only gets, thing this guy was mad about was the inaccuracy of when they were calling D a witch. So they posted that. There's at, no queen. It, it's Max says here's a drawing of the queen. There's no queen of England. There's a king who has a wife, but she's not the queen. <laughs> um. So, Somewhere between that was posted at two nineteen in the morning, and this next comment at two thirty nine in the morning from this person, something happened in that twenty minutes because they post, "I didn't state that I'm sincere. That's just what my mom named me, stupid bitch." The other comment got deleted, so I don't know what was said. To <laughs> to oh no, sincere sensei, but um, yeah. Uh, what, what, oh, else, what else? Um, I mean, it was full of historical inaccuracies. I just thought that like, would, would they have no commitment to historical accuracy? Oh, that's, were we expecting historical accuracy yeah, with this? I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't my takeaway from this. So Look, the I'm entire thing was pretty like, fucking inaccurate. I'm expecting education when I watch this program. 
<laughs> Same, actually, yeah. If if you're not learning, life lessons. yeah, if you're not learning your life lessons and your <laughs> history lessons from this from this show, what what are you doing with your life? Exactly, uh, you're watching for the wrong reasons. This uh, carnivorous Danis uh, <laughs> sounds like Dan. We're gonna call him Danis. 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 Like Danis. Danis the Anus. Yeah. <laughs> Danis the Anus. This guy's talking about how great David Hornsby is. He goes, um, uh, he's great. He's got great comedy range. And someone just replies, well, someone's got to act on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. People are brutal internet. in 2008. I love the internet. Um, Always have. Uh, the Walrus says, worst ever. Wow, I've been a fan. I've been a Sunny fan since the start, but I didn't laugh once. Keep in mind, being a Sunny fan since the start was like three years ago at this point. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was the worst episode ever. Just you wait, buddy. There's worse ones coming. Uh, oh, there's the- worse ones that have already happened. And Soylent Green says the best part was easily D getting on her broom and flying away. And you're just kind of wrong about that one, but it's whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Well, what else did you guys think of this episode? I, because I could, I could love it or leave it, honestly. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think it was like a very just average, okay, pretty funny, random episode. But just to prove that person wrong, D flying away was funny. But even funnier was like two seconds later when it cuts back to the three of them. Yeah, into the the room. Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, and they're like, yeah, they're standing on the chair and they're like just pausing and like looking at him. Like maybe we didn't go into enough detail. Maybe we skimmed too much. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like that shit was definitely funnier than D flying away on a broom. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a lot better than the D flying away. A lot of people really liked the scene with Cricket getting his head blown off. And don't get me wrong, like. It's funny. I don't think that's like the best part of the episode. Um, I kind of s- shocked me on this second go around. Um, because this was 2008, so you couldn't like do blood and gore on on, on network television. Mm-hmm. So I was a uh, I was a bit perturbed. I called my congressman. <laughs> oh, I messed up today. I'm not wearing my Liberty <laughs> Bell shirt. I, I I came right from work, so I'm not oh. in the work apparel, but. I, I, I could have worn my Patty's Pub Liberty Bell shirt. <coughs> Shut up, Donnie. I know. Dude, you're going to give me your fucking Omicron. on this podcast? Fucking Omicron, guys. Oh. Doc, this man's a day, day's pay. Pay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're funny. You're funny. You're, you're funny little yeah, dish of the day, say. aren't you? I was like, pay me and then dock it all you want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I don't know. Uh, we, we got a lot more to talk about this episode, that's for sure. And we're going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10 and um, not call each other stupid bitches. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what we think of The Gang Cracks the Liberty Bell. Uh, more of that coming up here after the break. We'll be right back. Oh, the neighbors hate us. Welcome back. We have new neighbors. Oh. Not like new, new anymore. I guess they've been there for a month or two, but like new compared to the neighbor we had for like a year. They're new to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're going to hate us too. Welcome back to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome back to Rome Ham and Wild Cards. Uh, Myself and the Cornish Game Hen and Donnie. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about... Uh, season four, episode eleven. The gang cracks. It's always funny. In Philadelphia, the gang cracks the Liberty Bell. 
Uh, yeah, we're talking about season four, episode eleven today. Um, kind of mixed feelings through the the first part of the episode, but uh, this second half we are going to put our arguments on a scale of one to ten. Uh, we have some categories that we're going to talk about here in a second, and then we're going to average out our scores and put this episode on the list of lists, which is eh, which is every episode of It's Always Sunny that we have reviewed so far, uh, ranked on one list. And you can go check that out on our subreddit, r always sunny pod, or go to solo.to slash rumham to find all the links to uh, look at the lists of lists and listen to us and subscribe to us. All that at solo.to slash rumham. Um, let's get let's get into it. These categories that we have here today are same as always. We have the story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and of course the wild card. We can give up to 10 points for each. We can give no points for each if you feel so inclined. Um, let's see where we end up talking about this episode. Let's start with the story. What do you guys think of the plot? What was your fa- what was your guys' favorite and least favorite part? Let's make it simple. I want to say Mac and Dennis's interaction with Cricket. Mm-hmm. And that whole that whole cut to Mac and his British revolutionary garb. Mm-hmm. Like went like least the, favorite part. The cursing of the guns. The cursing of the guns was your least favorite part. I would yeah, not. I, just, I would I not have figured I just that. Didn't find Frank and Charlie's story very compelling. Interesting. Interesting. Um. So, when you when you say their interactions, you mean like the stories like like a whole, or was there like a specific part that you you liked? Because I, I got like one the, scene in mind. Um, the I, lead up to the cricket reveal, the cricket reveal, the uh, the picture of the queen. No, that's yes. a bad guy. I, I was gonna. <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up. I, and, I was uh, like, them asking um, if cricket's gay because he wants to be nice to a woman. <laughs> that uh, again feels like Dennis and Mac. You know, uh, being being themselves. Like, bro, it's 1776. It feels like they're having that conversation externally. That's that's a good pick. What about you, Donnie? What what, what was your? Favorite? I'm actually gonna take like a whole different angle, cause like I don't know. I don't, I'm I actually raised my score already since I've been here, cause I had to give him more credit, cause I actually like the main story of the episode the most. Just like them going to the office, the intro is hilarious. Them like not realizing this lady might actually uh, like George Washington. Story. Yeah, the super story. <laughs> and yeah, and then just like being there and then the ending of them being like, oh, maybe we didn't tell enough detail. Let's go further into it. And then like, like, yeah, just the whole general, like bigger story. But there are like two or three stories within that general story. But I still like the whole main concept and bigger picture, bigger story the most, I, I think. I did enjoy the fact that the actual cracking of the Liberty Bell has little to do with the entire episode. It was... Yeah, I remember that before seconds. I watched it, and then <laughs> that was funny. It still Cause, gets you. Because that's also what makes me think is, did they know, like, that was the story? Or did they just end up there once they were there? Because to me, it sounds like they had no idea where the story was going, and then finally they were like, oh, now's the chance to be like, here's where we cracked the Liberty Bell. Oh, shit, we forgot about the part about yeah. the Liberty Bell. Yeah, like the story kind of just kept going and going and was going to random places, and they're finally like, oh, yeah, we have to crack the Liberty Bell somehow. Let's do it with him riding away on this horse. Or did they really have, like, that whole story knowing going into it, or at least, like, most of it, or 
I really think they were just straight up winging it, and they didn't know how that was going to happen until they said it. Well, you'll notice that when they cut back to the office, they're each doing one of the things that's happening. Like, Dennis is flying away on the broom pretending to be D'Andra. Uh, you got Charlie with with the globe on his head pretending to be the headless pumpkin. And then you got Mac <laughs> dinging the bell. Donnie, I swear hey, we're going to buy you a cough button. Dude, I know. I, I need to either go get the COVID drop. test or go get like a <clears throat> I get tested at work every day, so it's fine. <laughs> so Yeah, my uh, throat's just got a drip. I was fine. It won't go away. Dude, it's got that drip? I thought, yeah, I thought the first like two or three throat clears were going to do it. And it's just, it's not stopping. <laughs> Your throat's dripping. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? So they're all doing Make the... Make a note to production. Review Donnie's throat before we start. <laughs> I'm going to spit on my water. <laughs> yeah, you got all kinds of problems going right now. Mm. Uh, so um, they're, they're all doing a different part of the story. I like to think that they were each telling a different part of the story. Like Charlie was explaining how Cricket got his head blown off. Dennis was explaining the witch d- angle with the uh, with D and himself. And then um, Mac was actually focusing on the Liberty Bell part of it. I don't know. I, that, that's my take from it. But I, I'd have to rewatch it again, like with a deeper. Because see, I, every time, like I really pay attention, and like I really just, I, I pay attention, I guess, to, like the dumb little things when I rewatch it to take notes, and then I don't get into the deeper thought until we really start having these conversations, and then I think more. Like I almost have to do like a, a follow up episode to everything. And like write down everything Everyone's that like we tried to style. figure out. Well, I, that's that's what the season finale could be. Yeah, for. no, I know. Seriously, I might have to. They could do season finale, but yeah, it's gotten to the point where when I I rewatch the episode once just to do like quick notes, and then I'll do a rewatch where I pause it every time I want to write, and it takes like a solid hour and a half now for me to get through one episode. If it's a really good episode, this yeah. one took about an hour for me to get through because I was just like. Pausing it because I really think now too that like they didn't have a like a course of story. I don't even think that was the right word. That was might have been, but anyways, um, that they didn't have like a story together. That it, if I rewatched it, it feels like the reason it was so random is because they probably kept each tugging it in their own way throughout the storytelling. So that's why it got random and but yet it's so cohesive. Everything happens cohesive. There you go. I said coercive. I don't think that was the right word. Definitely not the right cohesive. Word. There we go. Definitely That's what I right meant word. to say. Uh, but like everything happens on top of each other for a reason. Like the cursed guns lead into the cricket storyline, which leads into the actual Liberty Bell being cracked. So technically, you do need to explain everything to get the final mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'd just be confused if we were just watching that last scene. But through all of that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7 out of 10. I don't think this episode story is perfect, um, but I think it was very still highly enjoyable um, because the you have the great bookend for, about the colonials looking like women, and then they end up becoming victims of a homophobic hate crime. Um, as, as terrible as that sounds, it's very interesting way to bookend your episode. And then you have uh, the actual cracking of the bell really having nothing to do with the story. And yet you still need the story for it to make sense. You know, considering it's not the first, it's the first episode that's not in modern day Philadelphia. I think it's a pretty dang good one. I'm, I'm going to go seven out of 10 for the story. I gave it an eight out of 10 for all of the wraparound reasons you said in your first go round before you gave your store. The fact that you need everything to explain everything else. It tickles my fancy. 
Yes. I actually gave it a nine. Okay. Uh, I originally Ooh. gave it lower, but I bumped it up, and it okay. worked out since you guys gave it the seven eight. Okay. But yeah, I just really like the story. Eight, yeah, the the story within the story. Who needs Adam? Like when the, <laughs> exactly he might have given I it a ten so though. Much. You never know. I I miss him every day. <clears throat> I mean, he's not dead, but like I miss him just every day, just generally. Check on your homies. Uh, it sounds like we're all kind of in enjoyment, uh, enjoyment, agreement. We, <laughs> we enjoy this episode. Uh, looking at around an eight. Let's see if that translate over and uh, translates to characters. Uh, the next category is characters. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? Uh, I'm gonna start it off. I gave it an eight. No, oh, you're sorry. not. You're I guess not I'm starting not. it <laughs> I guess I'm not starting it off. <laughs> he said the Defense. line faster. It's his line. Defense. <laughs> Um, well, you go ahead, then, because I was going to say I'm starting off very average, and I'm going to see if you guys can sway me either way, but okay. by all means, go ahead. I gave it an eight because I thought all the characters were essentially their characters. I okay. mean, where do, you think John, where do you think Charlie got all the pelts? I, I gave it an eight as well, but because they're not all the same characters... Oh, I think everyone. (laughs) I agree that everyone does like what you were just saying, except for Charlie and Cricket. Charlie just feels like I said earlier, an ancestor version of Charlie. We we see like the acting chops on David Horns being Charlie Day with this episode. Uh, Everyone else, though, I completely agree with you. They play it perfectly. Um, Not not perfect, perfectly, obviously, but eight out of ten perfectly. Donnie, why are you average? And can we convince you to go up to the eight club with us? Um, I don't think I'm going to jump all the way up to an eight. I was at a six. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that I just think every character was themselves, kind of like uh, Dish was saying. But I don't think any of them were really just like stand out at all. Like I think they were kind of just like all normal and all themselves. So I guess I shouldn't dock them for that. Like I guess that's a good thing. But none of them were really like over the top or standout-ish. And then we did get Cricket, and Cricket did well. So I'll go up from a 6 to a 7. Cricket did well. Cricket did well. Good points to Cricket. <laughs> Good job, Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. How many times are you going to uh, say bonus, that Bonus, if you can count how many times we do that stupid fucking joke, <laughs> then you need to do something else with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you win, but you lose. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no winners in this show. Uh, okay, so sevens, eights, sevens, eights, and nines when you include the story scores. Okay, uh, quotes. I, I, I went lower on this one. Um, not a very quote heavy episode. I think a lot of the humor lies in the story and uh, a lot of physical humor and, uh, just a dash of gross out humor from cricket getting his head blown off. Uh, three out of 10. What'd you guys think? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to dock a point because I did give some credit in other scores, some other areas. So I'm gonna go from a five down to a four, but yeah, I really only wrote down a few, like the life pulse. That one Mm -hmm. was like a very always sunny. And then, again, this one really wasn't, like, the quote itself, but just Charlie, when he starts off the story, like, the year was 1412. Like, 1412, there no, we no, go. No, it wasn't. Like, let me tell the story. It's, like, those I, few kind of stood out it. as, like, quotes, I guess. But I'm really yeah, glad you much. mentioned that one. I gave it a four. I gave it a four as well. I have two different ones. I have um, tar and feather the shit out of her <laughs> when we get back. And then I have, uh, he couldn't drop the whole she-male thing. 
Oh, that was. And that's why we're the. That was intense. <laughs> I forgot about that. I also like. Yeah. I really didn't catch until these last two watch rounds that they like. That's like a hate crime that they. I thought they were attacking them because they were British, uh, and then I really listened no, to what they pushed. were saying. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I'm not. I'm you know. I'm not a British person, <laughs> let alone a British person from you the don't 19th know century. Slang? I don't. I don't know 18th, 19th century British slang. Pardon me. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was interesting. It's your fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to four out of 10 as well. You know, you guys, you guys got me. I wanted to give a little extra points earlier, nope. but I'll, I'll do that now. I'll go four out of 10 for the quotes. Um, not very quote heavy, but you got some good exchanges here and there. All right, guys, overall humor. Well, when you combine the quotes and characters and the story, oh. how much did this episode make you laugh? Oh, he's gone. He's back. My boy. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little rat just like digging through shit right now. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Just, just. <laughs> it sounds like you're eating your mic like a little rat. <laughs> it sounds like you're. Are you putting the mic in your shirt? What are you doing? Can anyone hear me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you hear, hear us? I don't think he can hear us. He can't hear us. <laughs> what did he do earlier? Oh, our mic's muted. Can you hear us now? Oh, he left the meeting. Uh, why was our mic muted now? You can leave this all in. Might as well, right? I'm going to leave this in at this point. <laughs> this is the best content we've had the entire... Uh... Can you hear us? It still sounds like you're... Sorry, it's, I had sounds... to get slathered up and served to the king. <laughs> it, still sounds like, it still sounds like you're a little rat running around like Stop eating your mic. Stop touching the mic. Why you got? Wait, why does it got to be a rat? Why you got to keep saying he's a little rat? I don't know. That's just like what it sounds like. And I saw a video of a rat the other day, but like that's just what it reminded me of. <laughs> like, oh it sounds like a little like scurrying or a little like a hamster. I don't know. <laughs> like a little scurrying, a squirrel. He, he does sound like he does. He's doing some scurrying. Yeah, he's like scurrying around trying to record with us right now. What? <laughs> Where do we leave off? Uh, no we're we're doing the overall humor before you totally sidetracked us. What what do you guys um, what do you think? How much did this episode make you laugh? Can can we get to this? Now? Oh no, we were yeah, five out of ten. I actually gave it a little bit more than that. I thought. Again, the quotes weren't that funny, but I thought there was a lot of funny parts in it. Uh, I gave it a seven. I I also went with the seven. Physical humor really great in this episode. Uh, you get a little bit of everything. Dish of the day. Are you unloading groceries right now? <laughs> no. Is it? Is it? Is there feedback? It's, it sounds like you're like, like, just like messing with scurrying. your mic. You're scurrying like a rat. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm fighting the British, okay, at Cornwall and and other famous revolutionary battles. So are you, you currently could... in the oven? Are those the heat waves heating you up right Whoa, now? Dude, that's anti-Semitic as hell. Oh Jesus, fuck! That's not where I was oh, going at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that conversation was funnier than that entire episode. Maybe I need to go with the six. I was almost thinking the same thing, but hey, I mean, I did think the episode was pretty funny. Like, it did have me laugh in multiple parts. You know what? I'll go with the six. I'm going to go with the six. I'm keeping my seven. Uh, five, six, seven. It's not a bad episode. I got a five. Five. It's, it's an all right episode. It, I, got, I got a couple laughs, but um, yeah, definitely didn't hold me the entire time. And on that note, 
we go to Ye Olden Wild Card. Wild Card, bitches! Uh, all right, I'll start it off. Uh, I gave it a 10, uh, and they actually said more than 10 times, but the amount of times they called and or referenced D being a witch. <laughs> Just because I love them. like that's, that's, like their, that's half their joke of like, oh, D, you dumb bitch. D, you bitch. So it's like the same joke. But D, it's, D you, you witch. Yeah, it's literally the same ah, thing. But it good. makes sense because it's a witch it. scare and blah, blah, blah. I gave it a six for six thugs. Six, sorry. Six brigands that <laughs> assaulted two English gentlemen out of sand. <laughs> yes, you can't stop me. Um, eight out of ten because the revolution began in fourteen twelve, according to Charlie. And when you add all those digits up, you get eight out of ten. Nice. You actually just get nice, eight, but well, yeah. Oof. I mean, we got <laughs> no, that was a bad joke. To, I know. You have to leave now, Braden. Technically, <laughs> he, he, he did you're the podcast host now. Congratulations! <laughs> oh God! Oh God! All right, and we'll see you guys next time. That's an episode. <laughs> Braden's gone. Bye. All right, see you guys next time. Well, we have reviewed our pelts for a, a reasonable price, and uh, we have concluded our scores. Henceforth, uh, do be. Uh, to uh, we're putting this on the list of lists. We're we're we've we've assembled our scores and we are going to put this episode on the list of lists right now. Starting with Donnie. Donnie, what did you give this episode? Uh, seven point four. Seven point four, Donnie. This is going to be uh towards the top for you. Actually, more towards uh the middle. I want to say uh this episode is going to be. In your top 15, uh, just under the season one finale, Charlie Got Molested, and just above uh, the Illumina Monster versus Fatty Magoo. Agree? Disagree? Um, I'd have to rewatch Charlie Gets Molested and see why that's above a couple of those, but I'd say that's fairly accurate. Okay. Uh, Dish of the Day, what do you give this episode? 6.2. A 6.2 from the Dish of the Day throws this uh, towards the bottom of his list. It's in the uh, bottom 10, the bottom 12, sorry, of your episode so far. This one is tied up with uh, Season 2's Charlie Got Crippled and Season 3's The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby. Uh, what, what do you think of these yeah, episodes? I think I think it's a bit funnier than The Dumpster Baby. All right, well, maybe you'll have to adjust your score at the season finale then. When you give us the two episodes you are missing, uh, if you guys haven't listened to our episodes of Sweet Day is a Heart Attack and Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia, the dish of the day was missing from those ones, and we will get his scores for those episodes at the season finale, and maybe an updated score for this episode. Did I miss one? Uh, no, Donnie, you... Oh, no, Donnie, you have an absence. I think I missed one, yeah. Who pooped the bed? God damn it, I hate this I close. I did shit the bed on that episode. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> he pooped the bed. Walk out. <laughs> Leave your own establishment. Oh. oh, I'm really fucking up over here, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shit in the bed everywhere. It was real rough today. Um, I gave this episode a 6.6. This is going to tie it up with a couple episodes of season three. Uh, the gang gets held hostage, and Dennis and Dee's mom is dead. Um, you know, I, I think... I like the gang gets held hostage and this episode more than Dennis and D's mom is dead. Sorry, what was your score again? Six point six. Okay, so it's smack dab in the middle for smack me, basically. Smack dab in the middle. Top twenty five. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 good. Before we give our final score, though, 
and tell you guys where this ends up. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me your guesses. What did the fans think on the Internet Movie Database for uh, 8.8? this one i was gonna say 8.4 all right can i change to 8.7 sorry no 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 8.9 final answer 8.9 yeah he can't do it fine he can't do final those can't do it you can't just change it like that what the why did i win have some dignity for the rules no both of you guys are wrong this is one of the lowest rated episodes so far sitting with a 7.7 out of 10. This oh, is they hate America. America. I was literally going to say that. The they hate America. <laughs> the bottom I of thought, the list. I thought the fans loved America. I guess not. Most hated episode. Um, yeah, so. We're I bet probably, it was most of the British fans. <laughs> uh, like, this will teach them. This will teach them, John. Like, Shut no, up, no Ringo. More it's shit. a stupid plan. Uh, so <laughs> they, they might be okay with the fact that this episode is sitting at number 26 on the list of lists. Number 26 out of 44. So I don't think we gave it too much credit. Uh, definitely not the bottom, which is still Gun Fever. Um, and then in a very close second, Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Worst episode in the series. Um I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. You're listening to this right now and you hate this episode like apparently everyone else has enough to make it the least favorite fan episode. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing what you guys think. Uh, What's your favorite episode we reviewed so far? What's your least favorite? What do you agree with? What do you not agree with? And uh, yeah, this this puts the Gang Crack Celebrity Bell with a 6.7 and number... 26. That's a 6.7 tied up with the gang finds a dumpster baby, Dennis and Dee's mom is dead, and the gang sells out. Sounds about I right. I hope we get Adam's score for this before he listens to the, this podcast, but I'm going to predict because he's a historical fanatic, he's going to give this a high score and he's going to love it. He's going to eat it up. I mean, you could run the other way, and though, say that because so he could inaccurate. be a stickler for the inaccuracies. Yeah. Yes, I yes. think I think he is, though... Understanding don't, that he's not expecting the accuracies. I don't know why anybody was in the first place, but don't we'll forget, forget about them. Sincere Sensei told us, you know, historical <laughs> inaccuracies. You dumb bitch. Yeah, you dumb bitch. <laughs> or no, sorry, just stupid bitch. It's oh. very aggressive. It wasn't even a reference to the show. Yeah. It's just aggressive. Yeah, who knows what happened? The two thousand the two thousand to two thousand eight internet was very aggressive. It was that was like uh Internet V2, basically. And we were, like, really figuring out what we were about. We're going to get Adam's score at the end of this season. We are going to do a season four finale, a season four recap, because we have literally been doing this for uh, just about a year now we've been doing this season because we did take that hiatus. uh, And I promise we will never do that to you again, baby. We've changed. Uh, (laughs) uh, This episode uh, was was a good one, but we got another one coming up. (laughs) Next, that you may or may not have heard of, uh, we got ex- the gang gets extreme home makeover edition, Ooh. and then uh, following that, it is the very long-awaited, the the fan favorite season four finale, the Nightman cometh. So hit subscribe, get notified when you guys uh, when you, we we uh, get notified when we put out new episodes, and uh, we will see you guys very soon for season four episode twelve. Some more jabroni talking. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.